Treehouse Mystery Chapter 6, Behind the Round Window. Mr. and Mrs. Beach were hardly in the house when Jeffrey and Sam told them about the round window. That is a mystery, said Mr. Beach. I can't remember any round window. And Max and I never saw it from the treehouse we built. The boys took their father out and showed him how they could see the window from the treehouse. Mr. Beach looked at the tree and he said, I know why Max and I not, never saw that window. There was a big branch in the way. See, there's a scar where the branch was cut off. May we ask Benny and the others to go into the attic now? Sammy asked. The Aldens didn't want to come in without asking you. Yes, it'll be all right, Mr. Beach said. I haven't any time to help you, though. Jeffrey telephoned the Aldens, and Benny said he would come over right away. Jesse and Henry were away, but he and Violet could come. It was late afternoon when the two Aldens and the Beaches climbed the attic stairs. Violet said, I just can't understand where that window can be when no one knows anything about it. Jeffrey explained, the attic is so big, it's been made into rooms. It's really more like a third floor than an attic. The walls are plastered and papered. You'll see. Benny looked all around the top of the stairs. That side of the attic had been made into two rooms. The first was large, but it was empty. I think someone lived up on this floor, Benny said. You can see the nail holes at the windows where there were rods for curtains. Violet said, there's some wallpaper too. Jeffrey said, but there aren't any electrical lights up here. Sammy said, we think the house was built before there were, there were electrical lights. People must have used lamps or maybe candles. Violet looked at the dark corners of the empty room. It was certainly a spooky place. Violet noticed that everyone was beginning to whisper. The air was dry and stuffy. The four children went into the next room. They found only some old boxes and chairs. They were dusty and faded. Never mind this side of the house, said Jeffrey. The round window is at the back of the house. Sammy said, there's a very large clothes closet. It's almost as big as a room. Think someone boarded up part of the, sorry. I skipped a page. That's what we want to see, said Benny. There was a door in the closet. It had a glass doorknob. Jeffrey opened it and they all went in. Oh, look at that wallpaper, Violet exclaimed. I never saw anything like it. It was beautiful old paper with pictures of toys on it, balls and horns and drums. The colors were still bright. There was one big window, but it was not round. Mrs. Beach had hung some dresses in a row on hooks on the wall and there were piles of old books and boxes on the floor. Sammy said, those are hat boxes. Mom's winter hats are in them. I carried them up for her, but I didn't look at the wallpaper. I thought this was just an old attic to put things in. Let's open the window, Benny suggested. It wasn't easy to open the window, but they were able to do it. Benny leaned out as far as he safely could. I see it. I see the round window, he called into the attic room to the others. Then he added, that's funny. Benny pulled his head in and looked around him. The round window is just beyond this closet window. How can it be? Jeffrey asked. The wall of the closet is the end of the house. Jeffrey and Sammy and Violet took turns looking out of the open window. They each saw the round window. Violet said, maybe the round window isn't a real window. Maybe it's just trimming on the outside of the house. Benny shook his head. It looks like a real window to me. Come on, let's look around while it's still light up here. Benny began to tap the wall. It was the wall that Jeffrey and Sam had thought was the end of the attic. What are you doing? asked Sammy. Does this sound like a plaster wall? Benny said. Listen. Violet looked surprised. It sounds like wood or something hollow, she said. Oh, Benny, do you think someone boarded up part of the attic? But why? Let's find out, Jeffrey said. Make a hole, Sammy suggested. 
Benny held up his hand. Wait, he said. Let's tap all along here. You can run your hand over the wall and maybe you can feel something. It was Sammy who said, something's different here, Benny. There's a long crack. What does that mean? Another crack over here, Jeffrey called. Benny said, that means just one thing, a door. The door must have been papered right over. Violet said, somebody must have taken the knob off. I wonder what's on the other side. Oh, it's a little scary, isn't it? Let's open it, Sammy and Jeffrey both cried. Wait, Benny said, run and ask first. The two beach boys raced to find their mother who was getting dinner prepared. A door papered over? She said, I can hardly believe it. Yes, you can try to open it. I'm sure you'll just find an empty space and plenty of dust. Get something to cut it with, Sammy said. A screwdriver, Jeffrey said. Benny and Violet were waiting for the boys. Although the sun had not set, the attic was getting dark. Violet imagined she heard a rocking sound on the other side of the hidden door. She wished that Mr. or Mrs. Beach would come upstairs too. Here, Benny, Jeffrey called. I have a screwdriver. Mom doesn't think we'll find anything though. We'll soon see, Benny said. He ran the screwdriver along the two cracks. Then he climbed onto a stool and ran the screwdriver along the top of the hidden door. The paper was already loose at the bottom near the floor. Now everyone push, Benny said. The hinges must be on the other side. The door should swing into the hidden room, if there is one. But although Violet, Benny, and Jeffrey, and Sammy pushed as hard as they could, nothing happened. It must be nailed shut, Benny said, disappointed. Jeffrey gave the door another push. It rattles a little, he said. And hear that soft creaking? He put his ear to the crack. I'm dumb, Benny said. Here, give me that screwdriver again. Where could that door catch be? Violet felt along the edges of the door. Here, she said. I can feel a little hole where the doorknob was. Benny pried carefully and pushed the door back. Now, let's try again. And pushed back the door catch. Now, let's try again, he said. There was a push and the door suddenly opened. All four children nearly fell into the gloomy space on the other side. Violet drew in her breath. Something seemed to move gently in the shadows. On tiptoe, they all stepped into the room. It was bigger than they had expected, but the only light that came in was from the round window. It's a boy's room, Jeffrey exclaimed. Then Violet said, look, over in the spot of light, a rocking horse. How big it is. It's as big as a real pony, said Sammy. It looks like a wooden horse on a merry-go-round. He touched the horse's wooden nose and it rocked gently. This is what I heard. My room is right under the attic. It wasn't my imagination. And before anyone could stop him, Sammy was on the horse's back, riding back and forth, a fine ride, bump, bump, bump. That's exactly the bump, said Sammy, nodding. Only it's louder when I'm riding the horse. The wind must blow it in a little and make it rock gently. Benny, Jeffrey, and Violet were looking all around the room. There was a boy's bed with sides. A red blanket was folded at the foot of the bed. A large stuffed dog was printed on cloth. A large stuffed dog printed on cloth lay against the pillow. A toy monkey sat in a small chair. There were books and pictures and a pair of boys' red leather slippers. Jeffrey picked up the slippers. These are too small for Sammy. The boy must have been younger than eight. And who was he, asked Violet. He must have had this room a long, long time ago. Benny said, a mystery room for sure. I'm gonna call dad, said Jeffrey. He'll wanna see this room and maybe he'll have an idea. Jeffrey went to the stairs and called, dad, can you come up to the attic? Soon, both Mr. and Mrs. Beach came up the stairs and looked into the mystery room. It was getting darker, but they could see enough to be surprised. 
Well, well, said Mr. Beach. Did you find something? You did find something by using that telescope, didn't you? I never knew a thing about this room. How can we find out who the little boy was, asked Benny. Mr. Beach was thinking. I know one thing we can try. Uncle Max is older than I am. He might have a clue. Tomorrow's Saturday. We can drive down to see Max. I want to tell him he found the spyglass. Sam and Jeff were too surprised to say a word. Their parents were really going to take them to see Uncle Max. This is a beautiful room for a little boy, said Mrs. Beach. I wonder who he was and what happened to him. And why did someone try to hide his room? Benny said, maybe something happened to him. He might have been sick or even died. And then it was too sad to see his old room, Violet went on. She felt unhappy thinking about it. But it turned out that Benny and Violet were not right at all. Treehouse Mystery, Chapter 7. More questions. Benny and Violet told Henry, Jesse, and Mr. Alden all about the secret room in the attic. Everyone tried to guess why the room had been closed, but no one had any new ideas. Benny said, Mr. Beach thought Uncle Max might have a clue. He's going to take Mrs. Beach and the boys to see Uncle Max tomorrow. He wants to explain, explain about the telescope. He asked if we would come too. I'd like to, Jesse said, but do you think we'd be in the way? I'm sure Sammy and Jeffrey haven't had their father and mother take them anywhere very often. Henry said, the boys think their parents are more interested in their work than the things that their sons do. It's too bad. But Mr. Beach asked us, Benny said, the car won't hold all of us, Henry. Why don't you drive the station wagon? That was the way it turned out. Violet and Benny looked at each other when Mr. Beach said, come, Sammy, you sit with me. Then we can talk. Jeffrey, you hold the spyglass and sit with your mother. As Henry started the car, he heard Mr. Beach say, I wish Max were doing better with this restaurant. So few people use the shore road that he hasn't had any customers. Jeffrey nodded. That's right, but he's the best cook in the world. Sammy said, and Uncle Max likes to see people enjoy his cooking. It makes him happy. The trouble is that Max won't let anyone help him, Mr. Beach said. Suddenly, Sammy said, maybe we can help him with some ideas. I think that would be all right. Perhaps you're right, said Mrs. Beach. Uncle Max could hardly believe his eyes when the car drove up to his door. He came down the steps and shook hands with his brother. He said, John, how wonderful to see you. Welcome everyone and come right in. Sammy said, we told you we'd be back. Yes, you did. And I know you would too. Come and sit down. Sammy couldn't wait any longer. Look, Uncle Max, here's the telescope. You found it? Where? Asked Uncle Max, looking in surprise from Sammy to Jeffrey. In a knot hole in the oak tree, Jeffrey said. Well, Uncle Max said, and then he thought a moment. I believe the man from next door who helped us build our treehouse must have put in the, the telescope in the knot hole. He just forgot to tell us. I'm sure now that it was that kind of man. Mr. Beach said, that's what we think too, Max. I didn't have it and you didn't have it. Nobody had it. And he shook hands with his brother again. And we got more news, a surprise and a mystery. Sammy sat down on a stool and whirled around. Everyone else sat down at the big table. Sammy's right, said his father. It is a mystery. Let the boys tell it. Maybe you can help solve it. The two boys told about the round window and how they could see it with the telescope. Then they told the, about the hidden room and all the toys. Uncle Max began to frown. Oh, I wish I could remember, he exclaimed. I never knew about that room, but I did know the name of the family who lived there long ago. Now, what was it? Try the alphabet, said Jeffrey. They all laughed, but Uncle Max began. The name didn't begin with an A, and it didn't begin with a B. 
Now C, I think it might have been C, Cook, Collins, no, those names aren't right. Cooper, suggested Mrs. Beach. Carter, said Jesse. Wait, Uncle Max said. Carter almost sounds right. Let me think. I know Carver. That's the name, I'm sure of it. Everyone looked happy and clapped. My father told me that a family named Carver built the house many years ago. It was at least 100 years ago when we, when we lived in it. Oh, it was at least 100 years old when we lived in it. Too bad I wasn't interested in such things when I was a boy, Mr. Beach said. Can you remember anything else that might give the children a clue about the room? Max shook his head. I'll try to think of something else, but if I were there, I'd hunt some more in that room. There might be letters or papers or something that would be a clue. His brother laughed and said, I'm sure the boys in the Aldens will go over every inch of that room, Max. And now let's talk about you. Uncle Max looked unhappy. The diner isn't doing very well, he said, but that's not your worry. It's mine. It's mine, said Sammy. I want to worry about you, Uncle Max. Thank you, Sammy, said Uncle Max. I suppose I ought to close the diner and work at something else, but I do love to cook and see people eat. Mrs. Beach said, then you should not close the restaurant, Max. People ought to do the things that they like to do. Never mind just working for money. Benny looked around. He said, I think people like to eat wherever it's bright. It seems dark here. Jeffrey added, maybe a new, new name would help. We used to go to a Jumping Jack restaurant in New York just because we liked the name. The food wasn't even as good as yours. Jesse said, I think people have forgotten about your place because they don't use this road very much. You might need to do something special to make them want to come. I could try a new name, said Uncle Max, and I might put in more windows myself. The Beaches and the Aldens talked about the restaurant until lunchtime. Then John Beach found out what delicious food his brother could cook. He and his wife had a chicken salad, but all the kids had hot dogs. When Henry and Mr. Beach started to pay Uncle Max, he said, oh, no, you're invited to lunch. Henry said, no, it's silly for you to take in eight people for nothing. My grandfather wouldn't like it if we didn't pay, Benny said. Uncle Max had to take the money. When they were riding home, Jeffrey said, let's go right up to the room and hunt again. We might find something we missed. And I haven't even seen it, Henry said. Nor I, Jesse added. 